Listen, a lot of you are going to think I'm going to come on here and I'm just going to weep and drown in my sorrows of, oh, we're not a playoff team and, oh, we're wasting Aaron Rodgers' prime. It's one game, all right? As long as we don't play another team that has a really good run game, we're going to be fine. Who are we playing on Thursday? Ah, oh, shit. Posse Packer Nation. Welcome to another episode of Packcast, the podcast where you don't have to be a Packers fan, but it sure does help. I'm your host, Tom. Looks like I'm drinking Packers tears today. Grassi, and we are going to break down the Minnesota Vikings beating the Packers 28-22. to it should be fun. Before I get to that, I want to do a big shout and thank you to some brand new patrons and YouTube members. First, over on the Patreon side of things, we got Golden Tate and Sandro B deciding to up their membership. A big shout and thank you to both of you. Then over on the YouTube side of things, we got Carson. Thank you. We got Red Rhino 94, Brett Koken. We have Campaign 2002, Lee the Eel, and Orion KIW. A big shout and thank you to you all. Now, I have so much to say about this game. And it's been about 30 to 40 minutes in which I've been able to watch the press conferences, able to kind of go through my thoughts and how I'm feeling about it. And all of my feelings are not great. So let's go through some stats and then let's kind of look at some big picture stuff. First, Aaron Rodgers going 27 for 41, 291 yards and three touchdowns. Jamal Williams replacing, obviously, the injured Aaron Jones going 16 for 75. You had Big Bob Tunyon going 5 for 79. And, of course, Devontae Adams was the player of the game once again, going 7 for 53 with three touchdowns, pulling off the hat trick. He had two touchdowns last week. He had two touchdowns in the first half in this game. Now, what's interesting to note is we actually only had two possessions in the first half. We got the ball back with like a few seconds left to go before the end of the half, and we just ran one play, and that was it. So it was a weird game in which we were dominating time and possession in that first half, and we were able to move it on the Vikings with relative ease. They could not stop us. It was long, sustained drives. The problem was they were able to move it against us throughout the entire game. Which brings us to our wonderful defense. And there's so much to say here. One, the pass rush was almost non-existent, only getting one sack on Kirk Cousins, with that depleted O-line is embarrassing as hell. Two, the god-awful, abysmal, horrific, downright disgusting run defense, or lack thereof. That was really bad. Now, Kamal Martin, who came in, played pretty darn well. He had some big plays, so I have high hopes for him. But other than that... Throw it all in the garbage because it was pretty abysmal. Over on the Viking side of the ball, Kirk Cousins threw a total of 14 passes and they still kicked our ass. Going 11 for 14, 160 yards and one touchdown. Dalvin Cook was literally their entire offense. 30 for 163 yards on the ground, three touchdowns. And through the air, two for 63 with one touchdown. He was their best receiver as well. It was just give the ball to Dalvin Cook. That was the game plan. Now, if you're a Packers fan, you might be sitting there and go, wait a minute, Tom, that sounds really, really familiar. Because back in the NFC Championship game last year, the entire game plan was give the ball to Raheem Mostert, and they kicked our ass. 
Shocker how those things come around again. The Packers got away from the run in the second half. They were moving the ball effectively, not only through the air, but mostly on the ground. A.J. Dillon was getting some work in. Jamal Williams was able to find some openings. And that completely and totally went away in the second half. The Vikings got the ball at the start of the second half. They scored a touchdown, of course. And then we were just like, yeah, we don't feel like running the ball anymore. In addition, that Vikings secondary, talk about how their O-line is decimated, but their secondary was decimated. They lost two corners in this game, and that's already on top of all the injuries that they have, and we couldn't capitalize on them. And listen, that's kudos to the Vikings, because the Vikings defense did play well. They really locked it down uh, in the second half, and we could not do anything. And I also want to mention, too, is there's a lot of complaints about the referees. The referees were terrible for both sides, right? There was missed pass interference calls. You could argue about the pass interference calls that were made with the Vikings. There, there was a lot of back-and-forth garbage. Talking about that last game, you know, if it was a fumble or not a fumble. Like, And I got to say, at the end of the day, I usually don't like to blame the rest because, like, it, it's it's a cop-out. It, it's It's crap. I just want to remain consistent. If you're just like, oh my God, the referees are so bad. And then your team starts benefiting that and be like, ha ha, you're trash. No, like that's not how I roll. The thing is the referees did not lose the Green Bay Packers this game. The referees weren't the reason why we couldn't stop Dalvin Cook to save our lives. That being said, we also didn't help ourselves out with all the penalties. We had nine penalties for 85 yards. At one point it was first and 30 on a drive taking us from over in Vikings territory and knocking us back into our own territory. So that was pretty damn bad. Now, there were terrible conditions in which it was super duper windy. Both teams had to deal with them, though. And it made sense that Kirk Cousins only threw 14 passes because they were like, wait a minute, let's just run the ball because that's going to work out and we don't really have to deal with the elements. In addition, you still had Aaron Jones out, you had Kevin King out, and you had David Bakhtiari. And for the most part, our offensive line was able to do pretty well. And our secondary played pretty decently as well, too but then again, Kirk Cousins really didn't challenge them a whole lot. But looking at this now, Devontae Adams was the only wide receiver with more than one reception. You look at that and you're like, okay, that's not great. And you go, oh, okay, they need a wide receiver. Okay, maybe you're making that argument still. You're still on that bandwagon. We did not lose this game once again because we didn't have wide receivers. Would it have helped if we maybe had another guy? Sure, absolutely. We still have Alan Lazard out. That is obviously hurting our team. That being said, though, unless that wide receiver can come in and actually defend the run, we got bigger problems here. And it comes down to Mike Pettin once again not being able to adjust. In addition, getting knocked off our game plan, especially in the second half. And this seems like a team that is so bad at handling adversity. And what I mean by that is if you look at the games that we have won, we really are kind of coasting from the beginning. We have a nice comfy lead. We're able to hold that lead. We're good to go. If a team comes in and punches us in the mouth, right? The Buccaneers game. You go last year and look at the Chargers game. You go before that, you look at the 49ers games, both of them. We were not able to compete and we were not able to come back. We were not able to look like a competent team. Now, the Packers had a chance to come back in this game and we almost did. We got the ball back with less than a minute left and we just failed to capitalize Aaron Rodgers getting hit from behind, fumbling the ball, didn't even set up for a chance for a Hail Mary. But all that being said, there was time after time after time in which this team could have won this football game, and it, it just they didn't put it together. The defense made a couple of stops in the fourth quarter, and you're like, oh, okay, that's great. But when you're relying on your defense and being like, oh man, they made two stops against a team that is decimated by injuries and is a one-in-five football team, 
like that that's not a great stat here and listen the vikings are better than a one in five record they are i mean they, they went toe-to-toe with the seahawks right they they've, they've had some rough breaks they've got decimated by injuries i'm not saying that the vikings are a good team by any stretch of the imagination and there's a division around but i'm not trying to make excuses what i'm saying is is that the packers came in here and the Vikings went toe-to-toe with them, and they took advantage of those opportunities. They scored on nearly every possession that they had the football. They came in with this game plan of, we're going to utilize Dalvin Cook. They didn't get away from that, and it was successful. And the Green Bay Packers failed to adjust to that. This marks the first division loss for Matt LaFleur since he's become the head coach of the Green Bay Packers. Now, I know that sounded like a whole lot of doom and gloom, but I want to be realistic in that there are problems with this team. There's problems, especially on the defensive side of the ball. And it seems that we're not able to crawl out of holes when we're down by more than one score. That seems like it's a difficult task for this team to accomplish. Now, this season is not over. We obviously have an incredibly difficult game with the 49ers coming this Thursday, in which they're probably going to run the ball a whole lot. And again, looking at the Packers' schedule and stuff, I still think they'll be competitive. You look at the NFC as a whole, the Seahawks have a terrible defense as well. They have a really good offense, but they have a terrible defense as well. You look at a team like the 49ers who look a little bit more balanced, but then you look at the team like the Buccaneers who have a great defense, and on top of that, they kind of have a very explosive offense. They might cause some problems. But if you're a Packers fan sitting here going, oh God, we wasted another year of Aaron Rodgers' prime. Oh my God, we need to sell the entire farm. Why are we even trying? How many games are we into this season? We're in week eight, and we're five and two. There are a lot of teams that would kill to be five and two. And that's not me erasing all the problems that the team has, but it's also kind of keep some perspective here because there's a lot of season left to play. And on top of that, there's times to improve. There's time to get better. There's time to get people back from injuries. Let's see what happens. Again, when this team is winning, they're doing really, really well. Today, they got slapped in the mouth again. Thursday, it's going to be a battle. The season's not over even if we lose on Thursday. So take a deep breath. They do have some problems. Maybe they address it by the trade deadline. Maybe they wind up picking up some free agents. Who knows? But right now, the Green Bay Packers are 5-2. and two. We unfortunately lost a tough divisional matchup. And now it's time to dust ourselves off and get back to business, which in this case comes this Thursday against the 49ers. But... Let me know what you think down in the comments below. How do you feel about this game? How do you feel we're going to bounce back? <sighs> this is a tough one. You can always find me at TomGrossyComedy.com or at TomGrossyComedy on all social media you see down below. Check out podcasts on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play Music, Spotify, and of course YouTube. And a big shout and thank you to all the patrons over at Patreon.com slash TomGrossyComedy and the YouTube members. But thank you so much for watching. I'm Tom Grassy. And as always, Go Pack Go.